Sometimes the mask gets hung up. <laughs> but I've been freed. <laughs> it is great to see you all here this morning. Those who are present, those who are online, we praise God for your presence. We are just uh, so thankful to uh, to be able to worship God. We're not only thankful to be here or to be online, we're thankful to be able to worship God. We're thankful to know that God receives our worship. We're thankful to know that God invites us to worship. So we're glad you're here. Uh, we pray, God, that not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, you are here today ready and prepared in our worship to our great God. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, you are the creator of the heavens and the earth, the sustainer of all life. And we give unto you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. We give unto you all that's due your name, which is everything that is good and right and perfect, as well as complete. Lord God, we pray this morning as we worship you, that our worship will and has been pleasing and acceptable in your sight. We thank you for Jesus for the amazing life that he lived, for the sacrifice that he made, for the willingness to die on that cruel, cruel cross of Calvary, not only to obey the will of the Godhead, but also to save our souls. We ask, Lord God, that you will bless our minds to be focused only on you. We might bring praise, honor, and glory under your name. In Jesus' holy and precious name we do pray and thank you to be that will. Amen. Revelation chapter 18 this morning. Babylon is fallen. Uh, the fall of Rome. This is commerce now we're going to talk about uh, a bit this morning. is described in such a, a wonderful way, but there's a lament over the city because the fall of Rome was great. Rome was very much the commercial power and the driving force of the world's economy. So think about today, if we woke up this morning and um, and the stock market crashed, never to recover. Everything that you own is gone forever. And there's no way to recover it. Well, that's what we're looking at when you're talking about Rome's fall for the world. Chapter 18, verses 1 and verse 2. And after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, great, with great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. And she has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. Rome is described as Exactly what we know it to be. A very, very wicked place. It's the, the end of wickedness, if you will, in that day. It is the beginning of wickedness in that day. Rome was a very evil place. The people of Rome were very evil as they persecuted other peoples throughout the world, of which we'll see continuing our lesson. Verse 3. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality. And the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. So here's what happened in essence. 
People sold their souls for money. That's what happened. Countries, nations sold their souls in exchange for greed and immorality. Business was booming, but in order for your business to boom, you literally would have to sell your soul. You were enriched in sins because of commerce. And you know, history repeats itself time and time and time again. Here's what we know. Every nation, go back please to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Every nation that practices immorality, greed, and treachery will fall. And God is not partial. God said it of the world. And God says it of his people. God told Rome, excuse me, uh, uh, the Hebrews, he told Israel. He said, if you forget me, you are going to be destroyed. And you know what happened? They forgot God. And guess what else happened? They were destroyed. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Listen to the warning. The warning of God. Chapter 8, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11. Beware lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today. Lest when you have eaten and are satisfied and have built good houses and lived in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver (coughs) and your gold multiplies. Give me one second. Verse 13, when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold multiply and all that you have multiplies, then your heart becomes proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt, out the house of slavery. God says, if you forget, if you forget, skip down to verse 19. It shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations the Lord makes to perish before you, so you shall perish because you would not listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Back to Revelation, please, chapter 18. No nation is or ever will be exempt. God tells the nations to to stay away from wickedness, from pride, immorality, selfishness, and greed. If they remain in these things, their fall will be inevitable. Every nation that has fallen by the hand of God has fallen because of this wickedness. That is found within it. And no nation was exempt. I mean you look back at You see it. Uh, you look at Egypt. You look at Assyria. It fell. You look at Israel. The northern kingdom. Ten tribes of God. They fell. The Babylonian empire. The Median empire. The Persian empire. The Greek empire. The Roman empire will fall. And you know what the question is. Who's next? 
Brethren, we have to stay away from wickedness and evil and not sell our souls for greed, sensuality, wickedness, and evil. And so here's what God said to his people. He said, come out. Chapter 18, beginning at verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you may not participate in her sins and that you may not receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as the heavens and God has remembered her iniquity. So God's warning is come out from her because what I'm about to do to her if you are practicing what she's practicing. If you have sold your soul to immorality and wickedness, if you have given up on the faith, you will suffer along with her. So come out. This is not the first time God has told his people that. Jeremiah chapter 51. When we come into the New Testament in 2 Corinthians, God said, come out. When we go back into the Old Testament and we look at what God said to his people, God said, come out. Come out and step away from wickedness so that you are not destroyed along with them. Do not follow the nations. Do not become like them. Do not exchange God for wealth, for greed, for power, for immorality, for wickedness. Do not follow evil. That's God's command. So 539 B.C., God spoke to his people. He said to them throughout the year, 605, all the way down to the fall of Babylon, he said, come out. Don't be like them. But he said this to his people time and time again, not to be like the world. Isaiah 51 and verse 6. Flee from the midst of of Babylon, and each of you save his life. Do not be destroyed in her punishment, for this is the Lord's time of vengeance. He is going to render recompense to her. Jump over to verse 45. Verse 45. Come forth from her midst, my people, and each of you save yourselves from the fierce anger of the Lord. Now here's something we can never forget. Turn back to Revelation, but this time go to chapter 6. As you read the book of Revelation, never, ever forget Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 and verse 10, because this is what it's all about. The martyrs, the persecuted people of God. And he broke the fifth seal And I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who have been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, wilt thou refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? How long, chapter 18, Revelation and verse 6 please, How long, O Lord, when will you Get our revenge. God knows the affairs of mankind. And listen to what the Bible says in verse 6. Pay her back even as she has paid and give back to her double according to her deeds. And the cup which she has mixed, mix twice as much for her. Turn to Hebrews chapter 10. You know what happened? Rome 
sowed the wind and reaped the whirlwind. Brethren, stay away from worldly affairs and wickedness. Don't sell your soul. Don't sell your soul. Hebrews 10, there's God giving us the understanding that it's more important to fear God and serve God than anything else. And if we willfully sin, if we willfully walk away from God, God has something to say to us. In verse 26 he says, For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice of sins, but a certain terrifying expectation of judgment the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severe punishment do you think will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay again and again. The Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Don't willfully sin. Stay away from evil. That's what God is commanding us, his children, to do. It's not different, as uh, Brother J. Lee mentioned earlier. Turn to Revelation 18. God is the same. Today, yesterday, and forever. So God has told them to come out of evil. God is telling us to come out of evil. God will forever command His people to come out, to step away from wickedness and evil. And if we do not, then we will be destroyed like every other place with every other people who refuse to come out of wickedness and evil. In verse 7, here's God's consistency. To the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give her torment and mourning. For she says, listen to what Rome, the Roman people said, the Roman leaders. I sit as a queen and I am not a widow and will never see mourning. In other words, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 50. In other words, what she was saying is this. Not even God can stop me. That's what they were saying. Not even God. And that's what happened to these rulers in, in, in the past. They, not only, not even God can stop our country. We've got the momentum. We have the power. We have the strength. We have everything. Not even God can stop us. Remember not many years ago, not even God can sink this ship. You see, history repeats itself because mankind and our arrogance and our pride, we refuse for whatever reason to humble ourselves to our great God, the creator and sustainer of all life. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 31. Look at the major, here's the major reason as to why Babylon, 539 B.C., why they fail. Verse 31. Behold, I'm against you. O arrogant one, declares the Lord God of hosts. For your day has come, the time when I shall punish you. And the arrogant one will stumble and fall, with no one to raise him up. And I shall set fire to his cities, and it will devour 
are his inruns. Think about that. They stood arrogantly, boastfully, and pridefully. And here's what they said. Not even God can destroy us. Turn back to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 47. Isaiah chapter 47. Let's begin reading um, about verse 7. Here's what Babylon thought. So God's giving us a look into the the mind of the Babylonian empire, if you will, the leaders. Verse 7. The Bible says, Yet you said, I shall be a queen forever. These things you did not consider, nor remember the outcome of them. Now then, hear this, you sensual one, who dwells securely, who says in your heart, I am and there is no one besides me. I shall not sit as a widow, nor shall I know loss of children. But these two things shall come on you suddenly in one day. Loss of children and widowhood, the same shall come on you in full measure. In spite of your many sorceries, in spite of the great power of your spells, you felt secure in your wickedness and said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge, they have deluded you. For you have said in your heart, I am and there is no one besides me. But evil will come on you, which you will not know how to charm away. And disaster will fall on you for which you cannot atone. And destruction about which you do not know will come on you suddenly. See, history repeats itself. Turn back to Revelation chapter 18. Arrogance and pride, or if you will, the arrogance and pride of a nation brings it down. God says, be humble. Rome will fall just like Babylon as Egypt, as every nation has fallen that stood opposed to God. God says, humble yourselves. And they said, we're not going to suffer mourning. Who can beat us? Who can take down Rome? So the client kingship, you know, Rome would go into a territory, a province, or an area, and they would destroy the, the, the area and, and, you know, and kill the people. And then they would set up a king. And that king would answer to Rome. And they would send taxes. And they would pay all the gold to Rome. They hated Rome. Rome was such a bully. Even Romans hated Rome. Rome was such a bully. She was so arrogant. And they're going to watch her fall. And as she falls, like it's like no one steps up to say how can I help everyone steps backwards and says I want nothing to do with that let her eat of her own wickedness but yet the problem is because Rome was so wicked and so dominant and so many supported her and sold their souls it's not just Rome the whole world the whole known world they're all going to suffer the economy is going to be destroyed God's people will be taken care of. Listen, if you will. Beginning in verse 8. The Bible says, For this reason, in one day, her plagues will come. Pestilence and mourning and famine. And she will be burned up with fire. For the Lord God who judges her is strong. And the kings of the earth 
who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning. Standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purples and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep and cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives and the fruit of you you long for has gone from you and all that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you and men will no longer find them the merchants of these things which became rich from her will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment weeping and mourning saying woe woe the great city she who was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls for in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste And every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor and as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance and were crying out as they saw the smoke of a burning saying, what city is like the great city? They threw dust on their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning saying, woe, woe, the great city in which all who had ships at sea became rich by her wealth for in one hour. She's been laid waste. And they were amazed. One hour. Verse 20. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment on for you against her. Turn to Psalm 58. You see, they were amazed that such a strong economic power could be destroyed so quickly. That it could fall so quickly that, that if you were thinking again in our, in our terms, in our thought, that the, the stock market fall, could fall and the whole world would suffer amazing decay. And that, and that, I'm thinking about Zimbabwe. Remember I was in, 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 uh, in Zambia and we were over in Zimbabwe and Zimbabwe had this, this money and they had these, these bills that were like 20, a 20 billion dollar bill. And I, and I looked at these and I thought, 20, and I had 20 billion dollars in my hand. And I had a, and I had a 10 trillion dollar bill. And I purchased these, these notes, if you will. They were worth, they were worth absolutely nothing. But I didn't tell my wife and I brought her home the money and I said, here honey, happy birthday. And anyway, she, that didn't work. I had to get her something else. Uh, but, but to think that I, I was holding a 20 billion dollar bill in my hand, it meant nothing. At one time it did. It was worth nothing. Imagine that with Rome, that when this economic fall, this disaster came upon them, the Christians, the children of God, and even the world that hated Rome rejoiced. They rejoiced because of her fall. As we begin to wrap this up, I want to look at Psalm 58, verse 10. 
the Bible says the righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. And men will say, surely there is reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on the earth. Proverbs chapter 11. You see, righteousness, it looks like you wonder, well, what's the point of being righteous and serving God? When all of this wickedness and all this evil goes on, it continues, and it seems like there's nothing, uh, there's never an end, or it's never going to stop, or there's nothing that can stop it. But good will always prevail. God will always prevail. It may not feel like it. We may not like the devastation or the destruction that comes our way. But good is on its way. As the Bible says, Tomorrow is a brand new day. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 10. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there is glad shouting. I wanted to show you those scriptures. I want to come back to one more verse in Revelation uh, after this one. Revelation chapter 18. Let's close this out and then we're going to go to one more verse in Revelation to understand these scriptures that speak to us. The strong angel will demonstrate something. The strong angel is going to demonstrate to us the fact that when Rome falls, Rome will never recover. And it doesn't. Verse 21. And a strong angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus will Babylon the great be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer. And the sound of harpists, musicians, and flute players, and trumpeters will not be heard in you any longer. And no craftsman in any craft will be found in you any longer. And the sound of a mill will not be heard in you any longer. And the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard in you any longer. For the merchants, the great men of the earth, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all who had been slain on the earth. God's point is this. Rome and their power and the devastation that they wreaked on people, on Christians, that power is going to go away. And what, what an amazing blessing for not only the world, but for God's people. And if we read one more time, verse 20, in closing this lesson out, rejoice, God says, the angels say, rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. They ask the question, how long, O God, before you avenge us? How long, O God, before you step in and take care of the problems that are at hand? And God said, wait a little while. Wait a little while. And those souls under the altar waited. And then they see God's vengeance on the world. 
Church, stay faithful and true to God. Don't sell your soul. If you're struggling, though, we can pray with you or pray for you. We, we invite you to make that known. If you are not a child of God, you are not a Christian, we invite you to surrender. To surrender to God in the waters of baptism, the waters of salvation. We invite you to have heard his word and you're reading and you're studying to believe, to repent, to have godly sorrow in your heart, to make the confession that you believe Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Son of the living God, and be baptized, immersed in water for the remission of your sins. Come out of wickedness. Come out of the world. Be saved. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for your time.